and welcome to the final call. You might be wondering why this isn't Andrew Fettuccini. It is, in fact, Ben Mamaritas, so everyone knows my name nowadays. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Uh, Andrew this week is on injured reserve. Uh, we hope him a speedy recovery. But for now, it is just me and the easiest name in the room, Jason Snow. Jason, you said it right. Did I? I think you did. I always get it. I feel like I always get it wrong, you know? You stuck the land. You know, Andrew always messes it up. He always says snow. What a loser. I know. We Go- wish we wish him a speedy recovery. <laughs> but we have a lot to get to today. Yeah, we do. We still got a lot to go through. Um, got some Patriot stuff, uh, some big news coming out of Carolina. But first, let's talk about this most recent game in Houston, Texas over the weekend. Something near and dear to your heart. Oh, yeah. In both of our hearts, actually. Yes. But I know you're a Tom Brady lover. Oh, I'm a Tom Brady lover. I'm a Patriots lover. I mean, what can I say? You wish that uh, you were your, you, you wish that he, uh, you were his son. Um, I don't know about that. He kisses his son in the mouth. I don't know if, I don't know about that. Well. What, what, <laughs> that's, a, that's a debate for a different time. Yes. So, the New England Patriots. They lost. They lost 28 to 22 in Houston. Uh, it was kind of an ugly game, both sides of the ball for the New England Patriots. Um, Houston, however, came out with a great game plan, I thought. And they really just took it to the Patriots' defense. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson was really using DeAndre Hopkins a lot that game. Yes. He was using, I mean, all his receivers, Kenny Stills, uh, Will Fuller. They all had great games. Um, what was your initial reaction to that game last night? Or not last night, Sunday night. Um, it was, it was a rough, it was, it was a pretty good start, I thought, on offense. It was different, it was, he was zipping it through, um, he found Edelman a few times. I thought Sony Michelle early got the ground game running, he, I think I got five yards of carry, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was averaging like five yards of carry, yeah. And that was like one of the major focal points for me, was mm-hmm. I was like, alright, we gotta get things going. You know what, when things don't go right, which it hasn't in the past couple of weeks, um, it's been pretty stale on offense. So got to get back to basics, got to run the ball. If you look at most of the teams in the NFL, some of the 10-2 and two teams, which we'll get to a little later, they are ground and pound. Baltimore, Absolutely. ground and pound. Yep. So I think you just got to go back to – I know Brady loves to throw it, and he threw it 47 times, and that's great. But you got to get, get, down, get downhill and get things rolling. Yeah, I mean, Brady had, I mean, 24 of 47, 326 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Yeah. The interception I thought was a little, you know – but that was a good play by the defender. It was. But I thought it was thrown a little bit behind. It was. It was a little bit behind. But I mean, all this nonsense. Can we just can we just <laughs> talk about this nonsense? Everyone and we expected this to happen. The Patriots are done. You know, their offense isn't catching up with them and blah blah blah. Brady's hit the cliff. This, that, and the third. You know how it is. Every single year it feels like we go through this. Um, I mean, and every year it's the same story. We mm-hmm. know they're we know they're going to go deep in the playoffs. We know that whether it's going to be through New England or Baltimore, we don't know yet. We'll get into Houston that later. Houston or Baltimore, right? The mm-hmm. AFC Championship. Oh, I thought you meant the, the no, teams no, no. that New England will have to go to go through. Oh yeah, no, but we yeah okay. probably I, probably um, Houston is probably going to be another one. But and they're a tough team. They are a tough team. They looked really good on Sunday. I mean, I I've said this. Uh, a bunch of times on the show, but I love Deshaun Watson. I do too. I mean, he's a oh, like in, when he was at Clemson, I was a huge fan. The mm-hmm. way that he t- uh, took down Alabama, whoo, <laughs> whoo, oh man! I mean, he, he's mobile. He's kind of like Lamar and Russell Wilson in a way that he's just so slithery and he can like make things happen. And 
when the window's closed, it's almost like they're never really closed. Right, like the play's never over. It's never over. Yeah. And I think one of the main parts of Houston in the past, and I think part of it was coaching and clock management by Bill O'Brien. I think that could have gotten improved. And I think if you look at it, their whole team as a whole, mm-hmm. that is still kind of a weakness. But now that they've shirt off that uh, the offensive line with that Laramie Tunsil trade, which I... I didn't like giving up J- Jadavian Clowney because he's an all-world talent, and Seattle's taken advantage of every bit of his his work. Yeah, but if you can get a left tackle for Deshaun Watson, he can carry you. He can be like Aaron Rodgers and carry you. He could. Yeah, it it's tough to say. It uh, is tough how far that they can go because they can look good, and then the other couple of weeks that they, they can look bad. But luckily for them, that they have Jacksonville, Tennessee in their division. Indy is kind of limited. I think they have a low ceiling with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, they do, definitely. But you're sitting at 8-4. and four, You beat the Patriots. Things are looking good for Houston. They they have a bright future. But when it comes to the Patriots, okay, they've been struggling. Yes. What do you think has been the main problem? Is it the quarterback? Is it the coach? Well, it's definitely, it's definitely. Is it, is it you know, what, what do you think it is? Offensive line. Okay. Um, Marshall Newhouse is... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be blunt or anything. He is hot garbage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First two or three games, I was like, uh, he's not very good. I think I, I bet Belichick's going to get rid of him. He'll cut ties. I mean, he doesn't look good. Brady's 42. we got to get him something better. And then all of a sudden, his tenure with the Patriots begins to linger. Mm. And he starts to play more. Why? Because the Patriots don't have any other option on the offensive line. I mean, Isaiah Wynn. He was pretty. He, he was good, but he got hurt. And second year player hasn't it, had much playing time. Things just started to unravel, and mm-hmm. especially um, Andrews with the blood clot, uh, blood clots. Yeah, blood clots in his lungs out for the year. Yeah, that it just didn't look good for me, and I think that's the number one issue. The less Brady was under constant duress on Sunday. Yeah, they were they were bringing a lot of pressure up front in a game where JJ Watt wasn't even playing, <laughs> and they got rid of Clowney. Yeah. Could you imagine if those guys were playing? Oh, it would it would have been not as close as it was. But I mean, I agree with you. I think the offensive line is very banged up. I mean, they're on their third string center now that Ted Karras is out with an MCL sprain. Right. Um, Marcus Cannon, I thought, was getting exposed Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every play that there was pressure, it was someone was just getting around Marcus Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, now I like Marcus Cannon. He's been with the Pats for a while, but I mean, come on, bro, <laughs> come on. Like you just need to like move the feet, you know, move the feet. Like let's, you know, stop with this pressure in Brady's face, please. Um, another reason, the receivers. I think the receiving core is young, inexperienced. Um, I don't want to say they're not talented. I think they're talented. I mean, you got Edelman, veteran presence, mm-hmm. uh, great receiver. He, I think he, um, he led the pass receivers 106 yards with six receptions and a touchdown. But I mean, Jacoby Myers was locked up all night. Um, Nikhil Harry only saw a lot of snaps in the first half. Really, in the second half, he didn't see much of the field. And he's still finding his footing. He's still finding his footing. He's also coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Sanu. Sanu, yeah. Sanu is invisible. Yeah. But, uh, okay, you're not going to like this. Let's but, hear it. And part of it's me playing devil's advocate. So okay. I'm just going to preface it by saying that I think Brady's a little rigid. And I think there's a sliver of truth in what Andrew's been saying over the past couple of weeks, which is it's 
partially Brady's fault for not trusting him and not going to OTAs and not. Yes, that is a good point. The OTAs thing is a good point. And and here's why I say that. Brady throws it, and this is nothing new. He's been doing this. He throws it to the route. He doesn't throw it to the receiver. He throws it where you're supposed to be, not where you are. And if that thing goes incomplete or sails over your head, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I think that's very rigid. I don't think guys like Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry still guys trying to find their niche in the league. I don't. It's it's something that you can do when you're 42 years old and you have six Super Bowls. It's not something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can pull it off when you've done stuff in the league. You're proven. Brady's more than proven, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. And it's just the rigidity. And when Brady gets furious when you don't run the routes, I think that's why I liked it, Antonio Brown, because Antonio Brown's one of the best route runners in the history of the league. Probably ever, yeah. So I, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but do you actually think that there's a chance that Antonio Brown can remain can come back. I don't in a see it. Form. I don't see him coming in the NFL ever again. I, I think he. I think he burned too many bridges. Um, but going back to what you said about Brady, I think there is some truth to it. I mean, he is forty-two. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I do not think it's a, you know, it's this huge drop off. I really don't. Because if you notice, I mean, a lot of the throws he's making, except for the one, like he had a few that were over over the receivers' heads or yeah. out of bounds or. And some of them is he's throwing it in the dirt to avoid getting sacked. Intentional groundings. Yeah. But when he's not doing that, he's hitting them in the hands. <laughs> right. I mean, he's hitting them in the numbers or in the hands. I mean, especially um, <clears throat> in the Dallas game. In the Dallas game, yeah, it was wet, it was cold, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was hitting he was hitting Myers in the chest, hitting Edelman in the chest. Even Edelman was dropping balls. Yeah. So, and that shows up on the stat sheet as incompletions for Brady. And I think that's why he's a little, you know... That could be. I think he's a little hesitant to throw to the new guys. Yeah. Over the course of this season, I think he'll grow with them. I think Myers will get his opportunity and things like yeah. that. But I think that's kind of the core of why we're seeing such inconsistency in the receiving game. Yeah. It, because these guys, Sunu just showed up two weeks ago, it seems. Yeah, and he just he missed like, the last game due to injury. Yeah. It, it all comes down to time. And I, I think Belichick is going to sort it out, and I think we'll see these Patriots in the in the AFC Championship game. I agree. I mean, this time last year, it was the same conversation. They had just lost against, uh, I think it was Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it it was um, that was their fifth loss of the year, I think. And it was everyone was saying, "Oh, that's it. They don't have home field advantage in the playoffs. They're done." And then they went on to win the Super Bowl. They went into Kansas City, into Patrick Mahomes' house, and. You know, Brady did what he does. Yeah. Wins the game. Uh, they go in, uh, or ties the game, goes into overtime, wins it. Then they go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens next with the Patriots because usually this is around the time when they start to figure it out. And you brought up this point earlier about the cliff coming. And I think Max Kellerman's fa- famous for that. Absolutely. He's kind of the head of the horse on that. Yep. Um, that discussion will never go away. And when Brady finally retires, you know what? These people are going to come out. They're going to come out of that. There it is. There it, we were right. Yeah. It was coming. I said it before the season. I've been saying it for <laughs> six years, and it finally happened. Yeah. But it's, I, I hate to say it, Max Kellerman, but it's not going to come this year. I think this Patriots team will grow and improve over the course of the year. Yeah. Even if, even if, uh, they don't make the Super Bowl. I, I foresee an AFC Championship appearance, and I don't expect them to, to go quietly. No, I don't. It'll be a close game, I think. Yeah, it's never it's never a runaway with these with these guys. Brady and Belichick always find a way. 
But it's, it is pretty alarming if you look at the schedule and you see at Baltimore and at Houston you lost. And if you actually watch the game, it wasn't really close. I mean, the score, It wasn't close. The score tells you otherwise. Yeah. It, cosmetically, it looked good. It wasn't. It, they, they, sco- they made it close in garbage time when the game was all but over. Yeah. And, you know, Brady just kind of put together a drive with Edelman and got a touchdown and you know all of a what sudden, else is new <laughs> and let me just say this they were an onside kick away <laughs> from from pulling off some crazy brady miracle that we're used to because yeah. if bolden caught that onside kick who knows what could have happened they had all the momentum at that point but we don't know if, if you wake up monday morning as a patriots fan you go we're 10 and 2 we lost to two other good teams in the, in the afc on the road yep one of which Lamar Jackson caught some speed. I mean, you lost to you lost to two good teams. You're still ten and two. Exactly. There's no reason to roll over and be like, oh well, there goes our chance. Yeah, I'm definitely not hitting the panic button yet. Still, when when have we ever been able to count on Houston in the playoffs? Never, never, not a once. I mean, Baltimore. This was the first time Houston had beaten <laughs> New England in ten years. Ten years. <laughs> yep. In in playoffs and regular season, and it was at home. Yeah. Oh, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. (laughs) But it happens with Deshaun Watson, and that's just what Deshaun does. Well, that's that's all we got for this segment. But we are going to take a little break. And when we come back, some news out of Carolina that we really want to get into. Cam's heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) We will get to that right after this on Radio Massasoit. Since 2000, the Michael J. Fox Foundation has been researching and looking for a cure for Parkinson's. With your help, we can finally put an end to the suffering experienced by so many people with this illness. This public service announcement is brought to you by Radio Massasoit. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. We play the music the way you like it. Massasoit Community College is located in Brockton, Canton, and Middleborough. Massasoit Community College, changing lives for over 50 years. And now the end is near so I face the final curtain. We thought this would be a very appropriate song due to the subject matter. This is some Frank Sinatra for you. This is Final Call on Radio Massasoit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we played that because we are talking a very sad subject today. Ron Rivera. Good coach. Good coach. Uh, coach of the Carolina Panthers was fired yesterday unexpectedly after um i would say you know kind of a disappointing season it's nothing like crazy though i kind of when i saw cam would get hurt for a majority of the season i was just like yeah eh, i don't care who the coach is it seems not going to be very good yeah but i mean if you look at rivera's coach as a whole in carolina most wins in franchise history yep um led the team to the super bowl though they did lose to the broncos um, but I mean, if you look at all that, he doesn't have exactly a terrible career in Carolina. And I think he's going to find a new job somewhere pretty soon. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, y- you can kind of describe his time in Carolina as more, mostly a roller coaster. And it's been up and down. Started 6-10, and 10, then you go to 13, 12-4, make the playoffs, then back down to 7-8. and eight. And then you go back up 15, you're 15 and 1 in 2015. Mm-hmm. It's up and down and up and down. And I think I'm not going to put the failure of Carolina to succeed on sh- solely on Ron Rivera's shoulders. 
I'm gonna put it, some of it on Cam. I know it's not his his fault that he got hurt. Yeah, but Cam's strengths didn't. I mean, Cam's weaknesses didn't improve over the course of his career. I agree. He was always big and strong, always could rush it, but he's never that pre- precision passer. He never was. No, he was kind of the he was the athletic. You know, I think he has the record for most uh, rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's not anything to, you know, like put your nose up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Lamar's going to break that. And Lamar, <laughs> Lamar will break that. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think this is all Ron Rivera's fault. I think Cam deserves a lot of it. Um, I thought Cam would go before Ron Rivera, to I be thought honest so too. with you. I thought so, too. When he got injured and he was out for the year, I said, that's it for Cam. Yeah. I said, he, you know, they're going to find someone else. And personally, I know Kyle Allen still has, you know, he's still kind of raw. But I kind of like what I'm seeing from him recently. Uh, he he had a couple of games stretch where he was playing well, and yeah, I, there, what was there a three or four game stretch where they were undefeated with Kyle Allen, and we were yeah. just like, "See you, Cam. There's the door. Have a good day." And yeah. now Kyle Allen had four picks a couple of weeks ago, and now things are starting to unravel. And he can't, yeah, he, he I mean he's having a hard time sustaining that. But I mean that's expected, you know, first yeah. year starter, and you know he's kind of. Not, ahead of the team now, but not a very highly thought of backup quarterback. We no. didn't really know who Kyle Allen was. Before. Exactly. Yeah, no one did. I. This is to be expected out of Carolina. They were they're five and seven. They're a game under five hundred with a quarterback no one knew coming yeah. into this. Like, I think that's a testament to how good Rivera is. But I think it also has to do with I mean McCaffrey. We got to talk about <laughs> yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is having a year. Um, he's in the MVP discussion, although Lamar's going to win it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, McCaffrey is... I thought he was a complete steal in the draft. I think he should have went a lot higher. Yeah. Um, out of Stanford. Uh, they also they still got Luke Keekley, who people forget about, yeah. who is one of the best young linebackers in the game. He'll get some Hall of Fame votes, I think. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was a huge part of that uh, Super Bowl run. Back in 2015, I mean, that defense was just ridiculous. Him and Josh Norman were kind of, like, leading that team. They were. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I see Carolina bouncing back from this. I do. I mean, they they got to find they gotta find another coach. I mean, Rivera's a good coach, but they can—they'll find someone. They got to find—I mean, maybe Mike McCarthy? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. But that's just, I mean, I haven't read anything. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But I think you, you have to find a quarterback first, I think. I count, yeah, Kyle I agree. Allen, he's, a, he's a short-term short term fix. I think, I mean, I don't want to go back to a Tua discussion, but if Tua drops and Carolina's there, I think it's worth a risk. And Ron Rivera's going to get another coaching job. He came out today in the meeting, um, the press conference, and was like, I'm coming back to coach. I think, was yeah, it I read that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're Ron Rivera... You're looking at a couple of jobs that are pretty enticing. I mean, Atlanta's got a pretty talented roster. Mm-hmm. Cowboys. Yep, a lot of people looking at the Cowboys roster. I have roster. that written down right here. Dallas Cowboys. Do you like that fit? Rivera to the Cowboys. Honestly, kind of. I do. Why? Because, <laughs> well, I think anyone other than Jason Garrett would do well with that <laughs> roster. I think I think Jason Garrett does not know how to manage talent. I mean, he had Tony Romo for how long? And Tony Romo isn't exactly a bum. No, he's he's not a bum. Yeah, and 
So I think if you put Ron Rivera there, and Ron Rivera went to a Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, I think you can... I think, like... I don't know if Dak would ever win MVP. I don't think so. But, you know... Maybe Zeke would win MVP. It's a talented roster. It's a hu- it's a hugely talented roster. I mean, one through twenty-two, their starting eleven on both sides is just ridiculous. It's good stuff. And I feel like if Ron Rivera went there, he would just be licking his chops, like, all right, like <laughs> let's 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 get this done, like let's go. Even if the roster wasn't talented, and you just said the job title out loud, Dallas Cowboy head coach, you'd be like on my list. And oh, and you know Jerry's paying big money for you. I I don't know if. Jerry would set not settle, but I don't know if he would take a guy in his late fifties, not on the back nine, but he's getting like I feel like Jerry would rather go with someone closer to like forty five years old than closer to forty five than sixty. Like one like a young coach like McVay or yeah. Kyle Shanahan or Matt Lafleur or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know if those guys are out there. I think the only one that you yeah. can look at would be Lincoln Riley. But in terms of yeah, good point. It, in terms of Ron Rivera, he's a very good coach. I think he's a ooh, is he a top ten coach? He, he's fringe, right around. fringe top ten coach. Yeah, hard to tell. But he's a if he's a close to a top ten coach, and there are a lot of teams with vacancies open. Cleveland, yeah, keep an eye on Cleveland. Yeah, I have I have a few a few teams. I think Dallas and the Browns. Yeah, because I I think both their coaches are out by the end of this year. I think they should be, yeah. Yeah. Especially after um, that stupid t-shirt, Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, that's a different subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also have the Bengals. Okay. Because I know they, they have a first-year head coach there, but, yep. I mean, I don't I don't really, you know, they have one win this year. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's... the Jets. Yeah, I don't that's think that's going to last. And last but not least, the Jets. The J- I think that's a good move. Yeah. I would... I would seriously consider that for both Rivera and the Jets. I think that's a yeah. very good move. I know it's I know it's Adam Gase's first year as head coach in New York, but I mean, it's he's not, he's it's not ugly. He's it's not ugly. Yeah, it's really ugly. So those are my. But like Dallas is at the top of my list, um, just because talent and yeah. it's Jerry World and it's <laughs> it's like it's like every like you said it is legit everything you want. If you're a coach looking for a job, like that's where you want to go. And the, the only thing holding that would hold me back if I'm a guy like Ron Rivera from the Cowboys job would be, is Jerry Jones going to either A, take the credit, or yep. B, Very good manipulate point. what I'm going to do as a coach? Very good point. Like how much how much is he going to be involved in your game plan? You know? Because he's always, he's always in your ear. He is. And I think that's one of the main one of the main reasons why Jason Garrett has stayed is because he's tolerated Jerry. He's been like Jerry's. He's been he's been in Jerry's back pocket. He has. And he, he I don't know if he's afraid to get out of it. I don't know. I think I think Jason Garrett feels nice and comfy, cozy in Dallas, and he he thinks, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm not gonna get fired because Jerry Jones is like my second father, <laughs> and he's. <laughs> Because, I mean, seriously, I mean, he, multiple times Jerry Jones has come out saying that Jason Garrett is like a son to him. D- didn't he come out the other day, too, saying um, Garrett's the right guy for the job? Yeah. Did you see that? I mean, yeah, after the... Um, the, the Bills lost. Yes, thank you, yeah. Yeah. And a week earlier, you lose to the Patriots. We're getting a little off track, but you lose to the Patriots. Yep. You're saying, oh, you know, we have to look at coaching. Then you lose to the Bills at home, and you're like, oh, he's my guy. Where's the consistency? 
But I think Ron Rivera getting fired. I I don't think I don't think there's any animosity between Carolina. I don't think they're mad at him because like no no they shouldn't be no. They I don't I don't know if he should have been the, the scapegoat for everything because I mean their roster's okay. I mean outside of McCaffrey and I think DJ Moore's talented on the outside. And sure. Keekly, like you said, I mean those are that's a pretty good top three. But other than that, they don't really have that depth. That I would look for. Yeah, I mean, they could be. This, who knows? They could be trying to rebuild. I don't know yeah. why they would do that. I mean, you, they got the pieces. They got good starting pieces. Yeah. But I mean, you need a quarterback. That, that's obvious. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you need, need a quarterback. quarterback. You need some depth. Um, Greg Olson's getting up there in age too. He is. But I think he can still be an impactful player one, two years. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's like a. I think he'd be better than Jason Witten is right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoo. That's ugly. Yeah, but, that um, was a little ugly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see, I see Rivera getting a job somewhere. If not Dallas, it'll it'll be somewhere. He's too he's too good not to be a coach. But like, Mike McCarthy is still unemployed. I think he's looking for the right job though. I, I don't think he would just. Uh, would he take Carolina? They're stable. They gave Rivera like eight years. I, don't I, know. I would I would look at that job if I was Mike. I McCarthy. would too. I mean. You've been out of the league for a while now. Yeah. And you didn't really get a fair shake from Green Bay after you lost to Arizona at home. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. I think part of that was because Aaron Rodgers was just like, I can't win anymore with you. Like, this is done. So there's a lot to get to, and I think Green Bay is surging. But there are a lot of teams that, as we approach the playoffs, are going to get rolling. They're already 10-2. and You know the teams. But we'll be be back on Radio Massasoit. That's right. Hey everybody, it's Jason Snow and this is the Massasoit Sports Minute. Women's basketball last night won 104-70 over Bristol. Their sixth win on the season, their sixth no. Uh, Ty Hawkins led the way in scoring with 43 points. The next game for Massasoit women's basketball is tonight against CCRI at home. As for men's basketball last night, last night's game was actually postponed due to weather. Uh, That game was supposed to be against Quincy, uh, but the next game is the seventh versus UConn at Avery Point. This has been Jason Snow with your Massasoit Sports Minute. And we are back on the final call. Ben Mamaritas along with me, Jason Snow. No Andrew Fantuccio today. No Fettuccini today. Still on injured reserve. We wish him a speedy recovery. Yes. But... The NFL is heating up, Jason. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go. We got some. We got five teams at the top of the league right now, all 10-2. and two. We got the Patriots, Seahawks, Ravens, 49ers, and Saints. Yes. Uh, what do you think so far of these teams? I think there's a clear and distinct team that's playing the best. Okay. And I think that there's a clear and distinct team that's playing the worst. Ooh, and then all right. the other three are just kind of not toss up, but they're very close in how I think that they're, that they're going to fare out. So who's the who's the best you think? I think the team that's playing best. Do we have a drummer? No, I'm just kidding. We don't need a drum roll. <laughs> I, th- I think Baltimore's playing the best. All right, out of those five teams. Okay, I, I would put them as the number one team in the NFL right t- today. But I know we're both very high on Baltimore. Second, I would go Seattle. Okay. I think Seattle's the second best team in the league. Big win Monday night. Yes. And it, I I rolled over in my sleep last night 
like I, I was very like, oh, should I put them at number one? Uh, they're mm. they're very good. Yeah. Third, I'm gonna go the Saints. Okay. Fourth, I'm gonna go Niners, and we're, we'll talk about that. And then all the right. team that I think is a step below Ooh. all of them. The New England Patriots? Yes. And I think that they can still make the AFC Championship, but in terms of if I'm going to go top five, I think they're a clear and distinct fifth. I'd yeah, This pains me to say it, but I'd have to agree with you. I'd have to agree that the Patriots out of these five teams, top to bottom, are probably the worst. And you will not hear me say that often. But... And it's not. I'm not saying they're bad because they're not. They're ten and two. Yeah, they're not. It's bad. just these these other four teams are just so much better in terms of personnel. I think personnel, talent, um, just everything. I mean, do you, do you have a ranking? A top five? I I don't have a ranking, but I will. I'll I'll make one right now. Okay. I, Ravens are my number one. All right. Um. I I might I might put the Niners number two. Okay. I might put the Niners number two, Seahawks three, Saints four, Pats fifth. Okay. And do you, we talked about this earlier in one of the earlier episodes of the show. Do you think the Niners are for real? Andrew said no. They're 10 and two today. What do you think? At the beginning of the season, I said no. But because they have gone up against good opponents and, and, have, and have shown up, yep. even though they, they lost to Baltimore, but they showed up. Okay. I think. They are expertly run by Kyle Shanahan. I think Jimmy G is no joke. I think he's an actual quarterback. I mean, Nick Bosa is a f- is a monster. I almost <laughs> just swore on the air. He is a monster. Okay. Yep. I mean, Richard Sherman, all right, just doing his thing. I, I think they have the perfect combo of veterans and young players. Yes. And I think this is just, this is a year... And I was telling you this earlier um, when we were off the air, but I don't know if this will this will sustain for seasons to come. I, maybe this is just a one-season wonder type deal, but this season, yep. they've been playing lights out. What, why don't you think it—why do you have doubts that it's going to last? Just because young coach, um, you know, players that—this is their first real year playing together, um, and I think teams are going to be able to f- game plan for them in the future— this is a team where uh, teams don't really know how to game plan for them yet because they're still kind of new. Mm-hmm. The more we see from them, the more we're going to learn about them and the more that they're going to maybe get brought back down to earth a little bit. But, I mean, as it is right now, it's it's hard to slow them down. Yeah, That's going to be a team to look out for. I mean, they're leading their division. It's going to be very, very interesting. I think an ev- a piece of evidence that supports your claim is the Rams. We were all yes. c- copying the Rams. Yep. Young coach, young quarterback, and... High-powered offense. Yep. And now they're just... Are they better than the Cowboys? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're mediocre. And I, I, I think that Rams thing could happen to the Niners. I think there's a possibility, but this is Jimmy G's first real season. He, it he is. Was, he was good in... Uh, San Francisco in the past, yeah, I think near um, undefeated. I think in his start, he was yeah, he was five and zero as a starter. Five and zero as a starter, and he's he's unproven. I don't know what to expect from him come playoff time. But I, I saw Jared Goff to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and exactly. I think those two are very similar. Oh, okay. What, what do you think about that? No, I, I I never really made that comparison, but it's an interesting comparison. I get it though. 
you know, the California kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think Seattle edges them out. And I know they play week 16, 17, last game of the season. They play each other. Seattle already won in San Francisco. I think that game is going to be very telling because um, I think Seattle, even though I don't know what the – Seattle's leading the division now, right? Because – Believe so. They they Are won they the head to te- the head to head too. To the Niners, right? Oh, so all right. So Seattle is the leader of that division. Yeah. Okay. And I I just I like their quarterback better. I trust their coach more. Their defense, their personnel isn't as good. I think they've patched up some holes mid season with Josh Gordon and Jadavian Clowney, but I I just trust them more. They've been there. Russell Wilson, he is awing me like those those yeah. three Deshaun Lamar and Russ yeah Russell Wilson is playing an MVP level no doubt right now no he's got my vote yeah he he's he's been playing lights out I mean the game against uh Minnesota Monday night really showed <sighs> yeah I mean that was a tight game and then third quarter he just opened it up and he was slinging that yeah but but if you if you look at teams and I gave you my top five I think number six you gotta go Houston Okay. I, I would put Houston at six. Wow. Despite they're they're eight and four, they're not quite as good as those five teams. I know they won head to head against New England, but I, I would still take New England neutral field. I I would struggle with facing Houston in the playoffs. All right, all right. I, I see that. My my number six, just off the top of my head, yeah. the Packers. Really? Yeah. Go go. They on. are they're nine. They're nine and what? Nine and three, I think. Yeah, they're nine and three. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, what more can you say? I mean, that guy is, you know, probably the most talented guy to play the position. Um, Matt LaFleur has proven that he's that he's a capable coach. Yeah. And, that, and there's a lot of question marks around his name. I doubted him. Yeah, I mean, I, I did too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, he's unproven. This is his first head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I really, I didn't know what to expect from him. But the fact that, that he's been playing with this success especially defense i mean their defense has i would argue is the story of green bay right now yeah i I, I haven't been so impressed with their loss to the chargers a couple of weeks ago yeah they 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 have their issues um but aaron Rodgers makes things happen yeah their defense has shown up too that that's it yeah exactly and that's a team that i'm just not going to count out until you know i'm proven otherwise yeah but that'd be my number six but after i saw like Houston stepped up to the plate on Sunday, and I, it's hard for me to watch a team like that and say, I, I, I don't believe in them. So I, I do believe in them. They're going to win that division. I, if I'm New England, I'm, I don't sleep very soundly the night before. No. You don't. No. You, they make you uncomfortable. And out, out of the 10-2 and two teams, I, I still think Baltimore's the favorite to win the Super Bowl. If I were to bet money on it today, I would, I would put my money on Baltimore. They're, they're rolling. Yeah, I agree. So impressed with that win on Sunday, even though it was kind of cruddy weather. They were at home against uh, the Niners. Let me, let me just let me just say it, please, for do. the people in the back. Please do. Lamar Jackson. Andrew Fantuccio, are you listening, sir? Lamar Jackson is the MVP of this league. I mean, yes, he he he's averaging like you know, 150 yards throwing. But he's also averaging like 90 yards on the ground, which is just dumb. T- today. Today, yeah. All your money on, on, like you have to put all your money on a team. What team? Oh, I'm going with the Ravens. Okay. Ravens, top to bottom. All right. I mean, I, first of all, uh, 
I almost said Jim Harbaugh. I like John Harbaugh <laughs> a lot. I think he's a great coach. Um, I always was on the fence of like which Harbaugh was better, Jim or John. Yeah, and I John. think I think I'm I'm a John guy now. Um, but I mean, oh, man, that team. First of all, you got Lamar. Then you got Mark. <laughs> you got Mark Ingram, who has just been. I mean, can we talk about Mark Ingram? Oh. He's leading their uh, rushing attack. Yeah, Lamar's uh, rushing too, but I mean, I think Mark Ingram is a huge reason why they're winning games. He opens things up for them. He's opened things up for them. He he catches passes, not only runs it. Um, I mean, Marquise Brown, I like Marquise Brown a lot. I do too. Blistering speed. Yeah. And then, I mean, you got like these guys who like wouldn't be great receivers, like Willie Sneed, who? <laughs> yeah. And I think a major part of that team is the tight ends. They have three capable yes. tight ends. Andrews. That, yep. That do everything. I think Andrews more is more of a catching threat. Yep. But I think a guy like Boyle can do a little bit of everything. He, he can, can block on the run. That's the biggest thing for them. If they yes. can get two tight ends and a running back in there, I don't even know if they need a wide receiver on the field. When they, yeah. When they, I mean... If you have the blocking threat and then Andrews on the outside, slant like crossing routes over the middle, yeah. I don't find I don't think there's a way that you can stop that. And their their blocking is so precise. Like there was a few times in that game against the 49ers where I mean Ingram was running through wide open holes, like eight foot holes, you know? And the Niners, you know, couldn't catch up with them. And it's so hard to pl- to play against a team that beats you on the ground. It's very hard. It's so hard. And I, I, the only thing that concerns me about them is Matt Skira. Their their center got hurt. They're, he's out for the season. Their starting center was out. Yeah. But I thought about this the other day, and I'm just going to run it past you. But isn't it ironic that with all the penalties going offense, and pretty much every time someone throws a pass, there's a flag, isn't it ironic that more teams are running it? Like, you look at top to bottom, like Seahawks run it, um, Ravens run it, 49ers are a ground and pound team. Isn't it funny that those throwing teams aren't exactly like the bane of success in the NFL is now running it, even though every past this season that's been the story. Isn't that funny? It is funny. It's it's pretty ironic that every rule goes offense, and like through the air, everything's a pass interference. But teams... this has been a passing game for the past 20, 30 years. Yeah, and then this season it's kind of um, you're seeing a lot more ground and pound stuff. I agree. I agree. And I, isn't it funny? The, the Vikings didn't do so well against Seattle when Dalvin Cook went down. Yeah. Th- th- that's no yeah. coincidence. Well, because no matter how good the, the passing game is, you always got to rely on your running backs to you know move the ball and chew clock. Yeah. So when you don't have that, it just makes everything much harder. And it boils down to time of possession. The less time you're facing exactly. a guy like Kansas City, the less time Patrick Mahomes has the ball... You know, the the less the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, and I mean, a team that uh, also I think should not be reckoned with is the Saints. Yes. The Saints, I I mean, I'm a big Drew Brees fan. I am too. I love Drew Brees. Michael Thomas is having a year. I have one of my fantasy team. Okay. Best decision I've oh, ever made. Oh, man, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm so I'm so happy for you, dude. Because <laughs> that is a great pickup. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's getting you he's getting you a lot of dubs, isn't he? Oh, well, no, but he's giving me a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have to talk about it then. All right. But yeah, no, Michael Michael Thomas has just been absolutely phenomenal this year. Yes. I mean, he's he's catching passes. I mean, he, he dropped his first pass this year out of like 120 attempts. I could be getting that number wrong. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, he's just so focused, and Drew Brees and him are on such a on the and same page. Sean Payton has a lot to do with that as well. Sean Payton also has a lot to do with that. Uh, Sean Payton is has a history of great offensive play calling, and he's you know he's still doing it. Also, I have to mention Taysom Hill <laughs> is just a complete baller wild card yeah this is a guy who legit can line up under center and he can also on the next uh, on uh fourth down or he'll block a punt yeah okay he's good this is i mean and only sean payton would be able to figure out a way to use that guy but i i, I love the saints uh way of doing things like they're just gonna throw everyone at you you know i i don't i don't want to toot my own horn but if we look at the other side of the the records you, you see guys like Cleveland. and <laughs> you, had to, you had to bring it up. You couldn't help yourself. Can I take you? a victory lap real quick? Go ahead. That stupid shirt. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens is fired without actually being told he's fired. He's done. He cannot coach. What kind of judgment is that as a coach to come out of the, out of the locker room, take a selfie with a fan? I don't care who gave it to you. I don't care who gave it to you. Don't put it on. He looked like the turtle from Finding Nemo. In yeah. that picture, by the way. Yes, he did. Side note, yeah. Isn't that funny that like his jacket, you couldn't really read the whole thing, but you, but you knew, knew you knew what it was. Oh yeah, and you, I could, I could, I could just feel your anger when when I saw that when I saw that picture. I said, Jason Snow is is the snow is melting yes. in Jason's head right now because there's steam coming out of his ears. It made my day. But if you like, <laughs> if you say that game out loud, Cleveland, top ten talented roster in the NFL. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers with a fourth string quarterback named Duck. <laughs> you would that line, that betting line before the game should have been like four touchdowns. Yeah. But no. Baker Mayfield and company and Freddie Kitchens, <laughs> they did not come out clutch. I'm just gonna put it at that. Weren't, weren't, yeah. I, I'm just gonna say that I was right on that. And, and uh, <laughs> what, what I what I was telling or what I uh, I sent you the thing on Instagram yesterday about Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, and how how Freddie Kitchens has found a way to not use the best receiver in football. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna blame Baker on it because no, he has no, no, no offensive I'm ta- line. I'm talking and... I'm talking Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, you have arguably the best. If if he's not the best, he's top three receiver in football, especially with AB out of the league. Yeah, and you he has a career low in touchdowns, career low in yards, career low in receptions, like. This is this is coach inexperience just just being hit like throwing that in your face. Put Odell on Baltimore. Oh, oh. that oh man, that would just be that would be scary. We're going off on a tangent. I didn't, we are going. Off I didn't on mean a to sidetrack us all that much. No, you but. need you needed that, and you, I could I could see it. Like you're a lot less tense now. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm loose. Yeah, there you go. It made it, Sunday was an amazing day for me. Oh yeah. Oh man. Baltimore won. Baltimore played great. Yeah, just a complete day. Yeah, but except uh, for the Patriots losing. Um, well, yeah, that's true. But uh, that that seems to be all the time that we have on the final yes. call. Yes, thank uh, you very much for listening. We loved having you. And Andrew Fantucho will be back in the studio next week. As, so looking forward to that. As for Ben Maymaridis, I'm Jason Snow. This has been episode seven of the Final Call on Radio Massasoit. <laughs> i
must be some kind of way out of here.